This company's never been more profitable. You mean hugely profitable? I like it. Dayporter.com presents The Profitable Cleaner, a podcast on commercial cleaning sales and entrepreneurship. The one podcast that's not afraid to discuss real sales strategies with real cleaning professionals that produce real profits and real results. Here's your host, James Harper. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm James Harper and welcome back to the Profitable Cleaner Podcast. I'm really excited for today's episode because we are going to give you six things you need to do after you send a commercial cleaning proposal. Listen guys, we talk a lot about getting to the meeting, sell the meeting so you can engage the prospect, you can get the walkthrough, and then once that's done, uh, you're, you're going to send the proposal and hopefully win a deal. Um, unfortunately, it's not always that simple when it comes to uh, winning new business, especially in the cleaning industry. There's a very specific process that we've just learned um, from dealing with our own uh, Day Porter Premium Partners uh, that works. And we've also seen a lot of things that don't work. Um, so today we're really going to focus on a six-step process. It's a follow-up process um, that you need to be doing every single time you send a proposal um, after you do a walkthrough. Um, listen, guys, uh, sales like one-on-one, there's a few basic principles that we all need to understand. Number one is money is in the follow-up. I can go through this time and time again. Uh, we know that 48% of salespeople never uh, follow up with a prospect once a proposal is sent. So just by following up a second time, you are outranking almost half your competition. Um, so money's in the follow-up, number one. Number two, uh, we know that time kills deals. And that is absolutely critical once we do a walkthrough. Often we play it a little bit light. We might have good rapport with a facility director, with a property manager, and therefore we think, okay, since we had a good conversation, we had a great walkthrough, we had good rapport, that the deal's ours. Unfortunately, the logistics of how sales work um, our emotions can fool us to thinking because we were likable and we liked our prospect that it's an automatic closed sale. That's not the case um, very often. Uh, really, time kills deals. We need to be consistent and persistent with our um, follow-up and make sure we're doing it in a timely manner so we keep that momentum high and we keep that engagement strong uh, and hopefully to... Um, win new business and get a new cleaning client. So here are the six steps, guys, and I want you guys to uh, take notes. If you guys are sitting down in front of a computer or have a pen and a pad in front of you, uh, because these are very specific notes that we've been able to, or steps that we've been able to analyze um, after our clients have sent out um, uh, literally hundreds of proposals. Um, so let's assume for a minute the walkthrough just got done. Let's say that we had a great conversation and a great meeting with our prospect at the facility director and you just seemed to really vibe and you told them you were going to get them a cleaning proposal. Okay, great. We are at game day, meaning this is what we sell for. We want to get to this point, the proposal uh, part of the process. It's huge. It's very critical and often overlooked. Step number one, how quickly do you send that proposal once 
you meet with your prospect. I like to put an expectation out there. If you're meeting them on a Friday, let them know that, hey, listen, you are going to have this proposal in your inbox Monday morning within 24 business hours. I think that should be typical business protocol. Guys, when we have a building walkthrough, we know how competitive the cleaning uh, competition is out there and and just the the industry is. Uh, These people are looking to get information fast so they can make better informed decisions. Let's set an expectation on when we are going to give them the proposal. If it can't be 24 hours, no worries. Set the expectation. Listen, it's going to be there in three business days. I can guarantee you um, today's Monday. You're going to have it by end of day Wednesday. Whatever your timeline is, I will say I do think in this case, quicker is better. Again, let's keep the momentum strong. So that's step number one. Let's really make sure that we set an expectation on when they can receive the proposal. By doing this, by setting that expectation on when they can receive the proposal, we're already giving them, uh, we're already prepping them uh, to be ready for the proposal, to really kind of anticipate and expect that proposal um, and hopefully be excited for it. I think that's really, really critical. Um, Number two here is once the proposal is sent, let's talk about how we're actually sending the proposal. Guys, we see a lot of ugly cleaning proposals um, at Day Porter. Um, I just don't know how else to say it. If you guys really want to up your game, get a proposal software. I endorse better proposals. Check out the link below in the show notes. Um, That's who we run with. That's who we roll with. Our best Day Porter Premium partners use better proposals. There's other systems out there like Proposify and things like that. But get an online proposal software and make it simple. Make it concise. Outline the scope of work and then put the price point so people understand exactly what they're signing on to, exactly what they're getting. Whether you put the price um, right up front or at the end of the proposal, if it's a short proposal, I don't think it really matters. Um, Our VP Angel has told me that like 20% of proposals get accepted more if you put the price up front. That might be the case, but often the bottom line is our proposals are too long with shit that really doesn't matter to facility directors, your about us, your team page, your bio, your company overview, all of that stuff should have been talked about uh, in the discovery leading up to the walkthrough or at the walkthrough. It doesn't need to be reiterated in the proposal. So let's get to the point with the proposal. Let's outline the details, the scope of work, list a price. Um, With better proposals, again, link below. Um, You can go ahead and literally put your uh, statement of work, your contract, whatever, right then and there. It allows them to see online, allows them to see what you're doing or um, what you're offering. Very clean, very nicely designed. But more than anything, it allows you to see that they actually received the proposals. How many times have you sent out a proposal to a prospect, to a business owner, and you don't even know if they opened it? You spent all this time getting it ready. It's an eight-page PDF. You send it out, and you don't even know if they opened up the damn email. That's really defeating. That's a ton of work um, for not a lot of return, especially if you didn't win the deal. If you win the business, of course, we'll do that all day. But rarely is that the case. I know I've sent proposals uh, before using an online software, and I don't even know if my prospect read it. 
shame on me. So don't waste time. Let's go ahead and keep the momentum high. And again, we can't manage what we can't measure. Let's manage our output to see or our input to see what the output is, guys. Um, go ahead, use an online software, send it to your prospect, see when they open it, see how many times they open it, and see what part of the proposal they're actually spending the most time on because that tells us what they care about. Now, here are the six steps. I just listed the first two, but here are the final like four, and you could probably even say uh, five steps that I'm going to list out here. It's the follow-up after the proposal is sent. I really think it's critical that we follow up with the prospect at least five times in the next 30 days once a proposal is sent. You might be thinking to yourself, hey, James, that sounds a little bit intense. I don't want to come across as a creeper. Listen, I get it. None of us do, but following up five, six times with a prospect once they receive a proposal, once we probably did an hour walkthrough with them, actually isn't uncommon, and it doesn't sound as aggressive as you might think. Let me tell you what the best commercial cleaners that win the most deals do, and this is data that we've gotten from Dayporter, from our own premium partners, from our own clients, so we know that this works. This isn't some blog that I read online or anything like this. This is us figuring it out over the last few years. So once that proposal is sent, how quickly are you following up with an email? It needs to be within three days. So let's assume that you do the walkthrough on a Thursday, you set the expectation that they're going to get a proposal Friday, you get them that proposal Friday, you should be following up with them Monday, maybe Tuesday at the very latest with an email that says something as simple as, hey Bob, had a great walkthrough with you last week. I sent over the proposal um, Friday morning. Uh, hopefully you had the had a great weekend and some time to review it. Let me know what questions you have. Just for ease of reference, here's a link to the proposal again so you can go ahead and view it. Again, why an added bonus of having an online proposal software is totally worth it. You can give them a link to the proposal and you can see if they actually open it. All right, now after we uh, send that first follow-up email, how quickly and how often should we follow up with them again? Give it another three days. That way we're sending them two emails within a span of six days. Six business days, guys. Um, sending two emails, it's not too pushy, it doesn't come across. Our whole intent is to get a yes or to get a no or to get clear direction once a proposal is sent. So three days after, step number two, follow-up number two, three days after that first follow-up, I want a second follow-up, assuming you haven't heard anything, and it can be very simple and concise saying, hey, Bob, don't want to bug you. just want to see if you had any questions regarding that proposal. Um, here's my direct line. Call me if you need anything. Now, this is where we have to play um, kind of some, some chess. We have to really figure out um, what our prospects um, doing. Are they reading the proposal? That's why we want an online software. We can get notified when they open it. We can get those analytics. Um, I like to call these guys five days after that second follow-up. So essentially, we've followed up with them twice with really subtle emails in that first week after the walkthrough. Well, I'm going to let it rest for five days, and then I'm actually going to call Bob. I'm going to call him and say, Hey, Bob, just wanted to kind of keep the ball moving down the field here. I love that term in sales because that's exactly what it is. Want to keep the ball moving down the field. Um, see if you had any questions about the proposal. I don't want to bog your email down and, and keep emailing you. 
um, what questions do you have and does it make sense to talk about this now, set up a phone conversation or actually for me to come in and, and kind of answer any specifics. By doing that, by calling them, we're adding a different level of intimacy with our follow-up. And I don't think it's a bad intimacy here. It's showing them that we're serious. It's showing them that we care. And we're showing them that, hey, we're expecting you to be serious. And we're expecting you to care because we've spent a lot of time doing this walkthrough, analyzing your building, and your proposal is essentially a cleaning plan. Hey, and we want we want some sort of engagement, some sort of answer. So within the first uh, within the first two weeks, guys, we're following up with them uh, at this point, two emails and one phone call. Now let's assume you get a voicemail when you call your prospect. What I like to do right after that phone call is send them another email that just says left you a, a voicemail. Um, hey, Bob, just left you a voicemail. Obviously trying to get a hold of you want to keep the uh, ball moving down the field. Let's revert back to that line. Want to keep the momentum going. Let me know what questions you have about the proposal and what the best next steps are. Let's start setting the expectation on next steps, guys. It's not crazy for us to expect uh, a result or an expectation from them by asking for next steps. That's just communication one-on-one. I ask you something, you answer. If uh, you know we're in this volley, we're in this dialogue, um, we should be asking our, our prospects what the next steps uh, should be, what we should expect from them. I think it adds a, a, a level of commitment uh, on their end and ownership on their end that we need to see. Um, so just by doing that, we have email, email, phone call, and then another email. That's four touch points in the first two weeks guys it's a lot of touch points this is where we kind of have to play the patient game if the prospect hasn't responded to you at this point we got to start being a little bit weary that maybe they're not qualified uh maybe they're not the right fit but again let's still get a yes let's still get a no let's still get clear direction on what to do next now we're going to wait a week and we're in the week three after the walkthrough and this is where i use the phone again uh, this time, if I have their direct line, I actually might text them. Bob, not trying to bug you, but just trying to get an answer. Uh, this proposal is time sensitive, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, let me know what questions you have or what the best next steps are. Something that simple, if you don't have their direct line and you can't send them a text, go ahead and call them again. Maybe you get them on the line. Maybe something came up in their world. Maybe you can leave them another voicemail. Um, but we're, again, we're staying in front of them. We're staying present and we're staying consistent. We're letting our prospect know that we're serious and that we care. Last but not least, it's uh, the yes or no kind of breakup email. And I should have started off uh, this show by talking about the importance of putting a timeline on your proposal. Um, it should be noted, you should tell all of your prospects that, hey, this proposal is good for 45 days. 30 days, whatever your timeline is. I like to say 45 days because it gives a little bit of leeway there. And sometimes deals don't happen as quickly as we like, as I'm sure you're aware. Um, so put a timeline of 45 days on there. Um, after 45 days, Bob, uh, we have to have a quick conversation, make sure nothing's changed in your world, make sure nothing's changed in our world, and we'll resubmit a proposal. Um, but by doing that, it's actually just 
a timeline for you to get an answer. It's your timeline for an answer. Whether things change on your end or not doesn't really matter, but you need to know where to focus your energy and effort when it comes to your sales uh, moving forward. So um, you need to put a timeline on how long this proposal is good for. I've seen people do it for 60 days. That's fine. I think 30 days is a little bit light. I like to settle at that 45-day mark. Uh, right up front, you might get an answer from a facility director that says, listen, good to know, but we're not going to be making our decision until um, 90 days down the road. Hey, that's okay. We'll extend this timeline to 90 days. We just got an expectation from our prospect. That's a good thing. So the yes or no kind of breakup email. We need to be very simple and very concise and to the point with our prospect. Um, this is kind of like the final email before um, this proposal expires or before we have to resubmit a proposal. And we just ask them directly. Um, do you envision yourself moving forward with this or not? It could be something as simple as, hey, Bob, James here. Um, like I've mentioned, I really enjoyed our walkthrough last month. I've reached out to you a handful of times. I hate to keep following up if it doesn't make sense. Um, but I do need to know because uh, this proposal will expire at the end of the week. Do you see your company moving forward with this? Um, if so, I'm happy to have a quick conversation about what next steps are going to be. If not, no worries. Let me know. And I'm happy to stay in touch with you and be a resource for you. Um, but just know we'll have to resubmit our proposal if and when that time comes up again that you might want our services. By doing that, we're giving them an out. By giving them an out, you'll learn more often than not, people will put themselves back in. They'll, uh, you know, they'll come back with a litany of excuses or reasons why um, they haven't been in, been in contact with you. Uh, but now we're starting to get some clarity. We're starting to get some answers. And as salespeople, we need clarity. We need answers. We need definitive next steps. Because again, we want to keep the ball moving down the field. We want to keep the uh, momentum high. And prospect engagement is a very real thing. So outline this process for after you send a proposal and watch how many more deals you guys close. Let's stop sending out proposals and stop thinking just because we don't hear from a prospect that it's a done deal. That's actually very rarely the case. Again, sales basics. Money's in the follow-up and time kills deals. So ask yourself, are you following up? How much are you following up? And how quickly are you following up? Let's make sure that we get this right. If we really want life-changing contracts, better cleaning contracts, we got to up our game, guys. We got to kind of reposition and re-educate and retrain how we do things uh, because the cleaning industry is getting more sophisticated. It's getting more competitive and you got to grow with it. Um, and simple tweaks to your sales process, to your proposal process will go a long way. And I promise you the money will follow. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, um, please tell a cleaner to tell a cleaner, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, go ahead and check out our Facebook group, which is linked below the Profitable Cleaner. It's a closed a Facebook group to really just entrepreneurial uh, cleaners out there looking to grow their cleaning company. Um, obviously, if you want to work with us directly, check out dayporter.com and all the uh, content we're putting out as a company over at Dayporter um, and apply to be a partner. Uh, our passion is really commercial cleaning sales as, as freaking weird as that sounds. It's just 
kind of where our specialized knowledge lies and and then this industry kind of chose us um, when it came to the sales game and we're here to hopefully produce the best sales content in the industry to help you grow your cleaning company so until next time guys check out the profitable cleaner facebook group follow us on all the major social channels and uh, if you like this podcast definitely um, let us know rate it on itunes and uh, send it off to another cleaner talk to you guys next time